0: Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We are back from Denver. The Yankees have COVID. Jock is a brave, and we're going to talk about who's going to do good. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Jimmy. His name is Jake. His name is Trevor. And that dude is BBD. And we are so excited to start talking about baseball again in the second half of this season. Which teams are going to be good? Which teams we have faith in? Which teams have hard schedules? Which teams have good schedules? We're each going to choose a team on the outskirts Mm. that we think may be in. We got a lot to discuss, Jack Peterson trade, and at the end of the show, we'll do a little recap of our trip to Denver for the people interested in that because it was a blast. Most importantly, this show is brought to you by DraftKings. It's brought to you by Jordan Jones. It's brought to you by Kurt Fagelman, <sighs> River Fagard, Fagard, Bryce Livingston, Carl Greenblatt, Dylan Hilling, a lot of double L's in that name, Greg Myers, Matt, Tim Copeland, Eric Mills and Will Chalker. Will double L, Mills double L, Dylan double Ls, Hilling double Ls, four sets of double Ls from our patrons today. And um, I don't know. That's just analytics on the names that I read. Trevor, how are you doing? You know, James,
1: Jacob, Big, big dong. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be home. We did have a great Denver trip, but you know how it is after a, a work trip or a vacation. It's nice to be back in your own space. Um, I ran 10 miles yesterday and drank probably 200 ounces of water trying to get my body back into fight and shape. So I'm on that road uh, now because Denver, I mean, I didn't keep count, but I probably drank like 10 beers a day in Denver. Wow. Like so a lot of calories for this guy. Um, but I'm back now. I feel
2: good. How are you guys doing? Jake, Jacob? Uh, opposite of you. I mean, I ate clean, uh, drank mean. Yeah. No, I I feel fantastic. Um, you sound
0: like shit
2: still. That's part of it. That's definitely a part of it still. Um, How do
0: you lose your voice for... Like you, you lose your voice so quickly, and then for so long.
2: I just leave it all out on the field, man. I, uh, you know, effort has never been the question with me, except at my last employer, that was a huge issue. Um, but man, it was it was it was good being back in Denver. Uh, love me some Denver, and yeah, I mean, getting home, resetting the engine, I'm ready to do it this weekend. Uh, so we're not, we're not cuz no all-star game but enjoyed watching the Yankees play last night and excited to get into the second half man. Jim, you you've got a pretty I mean, you've got a pretty boring couple days coming up, right? Good relaxing comeback.
0: I have a relaxing day today and tomorrow actually because the move got pushed until Monday. Which is bullshit and I don't think they should be allowed to do that right. cuz we have to like like pay more and we had people coming out to help us move and stuff and now we're can't move into our new house until monday but then monday is going to be a crazy day and then yeah but i'm down the shore right now my parents house at the beach so i love this seat because i get to watch people just walk to the beach like this couple Mm. he's carrying two fishing rods and she is she is dragging the wagon with all the chairs and all the supplies and now he's handing her the fishing rods. Nope. And she handed him the wagon and that's better. Just take everything mm. dude and let her be like, you know, just enjoy her walk. Anyway, I like people watching. And then as soon as we end this episode, I'm gonna go jump in the ocean and relax for today. Mm. And then I think tomorrow is full relax mode. And then uh Sunday, Monday and the rest of the week, are going to be absolutely crazy.
2: Love that for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, I wanted to say something. I forget what it was. <clears throat> Jake, we we do have maybe little spoiler, uh, like uh, another big thing for talking baseball in five weeks. Well, one of its w- one part of it's guaranteed, Trev. So like it is, and Jake and I, uh, and Zach and BBd, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, have something on the itinerary. So it doesn't stop like that mm-hmm. on the flight home. Sam, who uh, was a huge part of planning everything, we were like, "Okay, what's that? What's the next event?" So it is, it is a uh, nonstop. It 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 felt like a finale, and it's just a halfway point. So yes,
2: I'm getting loose, baby. Uh,
0: <clears throat> we got our first trade mm. as soon as the events died down and everything happens. We get our first trade. Jock Peterson goes from the Cubs, who told us they were going to sell. And he goes to the Braves, so it's the first 2021 trade chip or domino to fall for the Cubs. Uh, A lot of people say Darvish was the first one, but Jock goes to the Braves. And before we talk about this, I got to tell you about this cool new 13 episode YouTube series that's coming out on the Hall of Fame Connections. It start dropping every Wednesday, and they take a look at the Hall of Fame's connect collection from. from a new and exciting angle with each episode telling a different story of how two seemingly unrelated artifact in the museum's vast collection connect to each other, crossing through the generations of baseball. Sounds pretty interesting. Each two-part episode features both a narrative storytelling element that weaves through the history of some of the museum's most iconic artifacts and the Hall of Fame's curators conversing about those artifacts and stories with MLB network personalities, Carlos Pena um, and Lindsay Berra, the granddaughter of Hall of Fame catcher Yogi Berra. So, uh, support for the series was provided by a Market New York grant through I Love New York and New York State Division of Tourism as part of the Regional Economic Development Council Initiative. And uh, to stay up to date with the release of each episode of Hall of Fame Connections, follow the Baseball Hall of Fame social media channels at Baseball Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And check out the Hall of Fame Connection YouTube series today on YouTube. I like history. I like the Hall of Fame. I like baseball. I'll probably check that out. The Oops. link for all that's in the bios of of this episode. So,
2: Hall of Fame. That's cool. Hall of Fame. Whatever. Just that'll be
0: a, <clears throat> that'll be another trip we got to do soon. So Jack Peterson goes to the Braves. Um, who was the return? It's some really fun name like Bryce Bat, Bryce Ball. I think Bryce yeah, Ball.
2: Bryce Ball. Love his game.
1: Big the boy, six bat. six two forty, 40. <laughs> mm.
0: And it's just a straight-up one-for-one, right? Heads or up. Was there more?
2: I think that's it. Yep, the
1: money, the money's all coming over to Atlanta. It's not much left. I think they said it was around 1.9 mil left on that. And then they're on the hook also for potential potential um, buyout because Jock does have a club option for next year as well. So it could end up being uh if he comes over and does well, I think it's a ten million dollar club option. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they pick that up if he balls out.
0: I'm and sure. Bry- Bryce Bryce Bat. Um nope. Yep. Nope. well he's a he's a hitter, not a pitcher. So I'm gonna call a him. I'm gonna call him Bryce Bat. He played for Danville. How about that? I at least live there. And uh in twenty nineteen lit it up in the minor league. So there you go, cubbies.
2: Yeah, and, it, you know, hey, if you're looking for a Jake scouting report on Bryce Ball, which I've really sunk my teeth into, I don't know, he's a walk power guy. So, it it's you know, they're taking a shot on a big boy uh, if he can hit a little bit. I mean, Jock, like you're saying, is essentially a rental with a potential – to to be there for next year too. I mean, the other thing that's on the deck here is that if the Braves eat it for the next couple weeks, is that Jock could be flipped again. So, uh I like, think that's very likely. Like we're talking about with a couple teams coming up later in this show, uh a huge two-week period for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, uh, I think Buster only uh, tweeted out this morning that the Braves you know, take a dive, but Jock has two good weeks. It, it this is part one, and then it's going to be <laughs> Bryce Ball for another minor leaguer or something like that. Um, I don't know. I, I think this Braves front office is too keyed in on their window, which is good. I mean, that's what you want. But it, it's been a nightmare of a season. So yeah, I, Trev, I saw you do the little head shake. It they would have to be so bad these next two weeks. Which hey. Uh, They could be, but uh, I don't know.
0: Well, I knew this was going to bleed into my segment on Schedule Watch, but the Braves have the toughest second-half schedule of any team on the outskirts that I, I looked at all of them, and the Braves have by far the toughest. And the next two weeks, they play three against Tampa Bay, three against San Diego, then they go at Philly, then they go at New York Mets, then Milwaukee. That's their next five series, Mm. Tampa, San Diego, Philly away, Mets and Milwaukee. So yeah, by the time they're done with that stretch, they might be so far out of it. That Jock gets (laughs) traded again to another contender. And I think that's why they pulled, but they pulled the trigger on this so early because they know that stretch is coming up and they know that that's their season right there. Those next five series. That's are we contenders or are we not? Mm. That's it's tough. And then, dude, if they do get through that stretch, those five series against those teams, they have two West Coast trips left on their schedule. And one of them's a three series West Coast trip. So the Braves have the toughest second half schedule of all the teams that are not like solidly in the playoffs right now. That's what I looked at. And we'll do more on that later, but I do think that's why they pulled the trigger pretty early on, Jock. And we've seen we've seen teams do this, you know. The twins picked up Lance Lynn and then flipped him, or was it Jaime Garcia?
2: I, I, a, May. I believe Jaime. They it, traded May. one start. Flipped again. Yeah,
0: They did that. We did that when I was there with
1: um, Jose. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget his name right now. Oh my god, Cuban dude can just absolutely rake lefty. He's old. I'm. I can't believe I'm forgetting right now. Not Jose. I was gonna say Jose hey, Morales, but that's another former teammate of mine. Um, okay. What year? Continue. Crafty. I'll figure it out. Continue. I'll figure it out. Okay. okay.
0: Well, well, well. you give
1: your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I was kind of waiting
2: for your opinion if I'm being full full disclosure. On Jock and, and what? Just all of yeah,
1: it. Yeah, on the trade. Uh, we Okay, yeah. We talked about this a little bit on Chris's IG Live. You know, Jock, it's not enough, obviously. Good player, but it's not enough for the Braves to break through um, to go and catch the Mets, who I believe are going to be extremely active. So... To me, if it's like, hey, let's get Jock and see how we do over the next week, that's like the, that's not a good plan and I'm not a, in favor of that. Like if you're gonna go get Jock and you are still not, because you are in this window and you're still not giving up, uh, which like I wouldn't even fault them for giving up for the amount of shit they've gone through this year as an organization. I mean, you're losing your best player to an ACL injury. You bought into a guy who was a piece of shit, so he doesn't even give you anything uh your top pitching guy who you thought was going to be back this year ruptures his fucking Achilles like it's it's been a horrible year for them so i wouldn't even fault them for saying like let's retool for 2022 but if they're signing Jock, you better go get somebody else you need more help
2: man and yeah it's uh, i i just went to the fan graphs page the roster resource and where their lineup was to where their lineup is, it, it's, it's nutty. I mean, right now, they have it listed. If, if the Braves were to play tonight, which they're supposed to, uh, they say it would be Jock, Freddie, Albies, and you can mix those three up, sure, Austin Riley, Orlando Arcia, Dansby, Guillermo Heredia, and Kevin Smith, your Atlanta Braves. I mean, that is not the team. That was supposed to be playing for the Braves this season So, uh, that's brutal And I kind of like the way Now I'm starting to get roped into it Combining what you said and what you said Both of you guys, about it What if this is just the start of the NL East Like, check raise Like, Trev, you said that the Mets They're going to be players Like, the Mets are going to make their piece You think my guy Dombrowski ain't going to make a move? Like, I think this might start the one up festival in the NL East. I love that. I'm here for that. And then, do you think, do you think, look, I like this
1: spin zone right here because mm. you just got me into a whole different idea. Do you think Anthopolis was like, let's make a small, nominal move to trigger off these big moves? Then we'll bow out and be ready wow. for 2022. These guys have given up some of their prospects, some of their capital going for it this year. Let's just make sure they like go all out and spend some, spend some shit while we secretly are bowing out.
0: Chess. Yeah. That's chess. <laughs> That's a reach. That's a <laughs> I love reach. it. I love it. Trev, I'm scouring through the twins transactions. Can't find anyone. I, I forgot this. Uh, keep checking.
2: Um, what what year do you think is it, it like was? Like Jose Cruz Jr. Like. Oh my gosh. 2012, 2014? He's, he's a stud. Oh, Kendra Morales. Morales so oh, okay. Yeah. I, said
0: uh, Jose I was Morales, looking for another teammate of mine. I Kendris was looking Morales. for J names because you said Jose, so I. blew yeah. um, Kendra
1: Morales about, came over, and then we traded them. Like I don't know, a month later.
0: The only thing that we haven't talked about—that's a, a trivial part of the Jock trade—that I think is fun is. The Braves were up three to one on the Dodgers. Uh, Jock was on the Dodgers, and there's a lot of maybe history in that room. And obviously, there's no like hard feelings or anything, Trev. But no, what as a being in clubhouses, what is it ball busting right away? Like, there's got to be something weird about that. I don't think so, especially like if it's
1: Jock going to the Braves, you know, like if it was somebody coming from the Braves to the Dodgers, and then you could see like the Dodgers kind of making fun. That's a sore subject. in the I know. About. I'm saying so, Jock,
0: Jock can't go in there and just be like,
1: uh, watch some shit. Maybe he de- I'm sure Jock doesn't want to remind them of that. They're already in a bad mental space ish. So he needs to be over there and being a positive influence. And young Jock knows that young Jock will do fine. I'm sure you can joke about it a little bit. Freddie's probably going to say like, you know, something about it. Cause he's Freddie, but you know, they're there. Jock's coming over. He's bringing a serious mindset to go freaking win. I hope they do make moves to go like and compete, but they got they got a uh, quite a road ahead of them.
0: Um, Jock, oh, what was I going to say? Jock, if you listen to um, the Compound, Ian Hap and Zach Short and Dakota's podcast on Jumbotron Media, they talked about when Jock came to the Cubs and how he was like awesome. I and mean, he like bought everyone sneakers. He was like. Hooked up security guard. I, I might be not getting the details exactly correct, but I know that Jock made like a very positive impact with the Cubs team and players, and they were like, "He's awesome." So maybe he Love will that. inject some positivity and some fun over there, and then I'll get traded again.
2: Closing closing note on my end, uh, and it ties back to Trevor's teammate Kendrys Morales' career earnings. Three, two, Ooh. one.
0: Seventy sixty-two million dollars. I mean, did he ever get a big contract? Seventy sixty-two. Seventy sixty-two.
1: Yeah. No, I think he. I think he's. I think he's in the hundred hundreds. He is. I think he got got a. I think he got a deal. I think he's like right around hundred. Ninety to a hundred.
2: He is ten k away from the BBD special. Sixty nine million four hundred and ten thousand. I was all. Oh wow! Nice job,
0: Jimmy. I thought he got more than that. Wow, I could have been I could have been a hundred million off and would have been shrugged and said, yeah, I don't know. I was just guessing. So I'm not going to take too much credit for it, but I'm smartest smart. Well, life.
2: 13 year career, 213 ding dongs. Good for you, Kendries. Yeah, I like
1: Ken. He was great, too. He was great. Um, that year that we signed him, he sat out spring training. I think we signed him like maybe like in June. We were kind of like doing all right.
0: And then we just we were crap. So mm. we traded them off this is what do you think the most he ever earned in one single year was and then i will move on
2: i was just looking at it so i kind of know
0: trev your guess 13 12 12 yeah what's that the most you ever, what's the most that you ever only. earned in one year trev? we're
1: talking um seven something seven something hell yeah hell yeah Hell yeah. I wish I would have had
0: more. Seasons
2: <laughs> like them paychecks. <laughs> it was pretty
0: nice. 20, 2016, Trev, you earned $7,250,000. Sometimes right. we forget, you know? You got me. Your paychecks were wild for a little bit there, huh? They were wild. <laughs> Subscribe. Tell your
2: friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. You signed him June 8th, traded him July 24th. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: but again, great guy. And he could rake, too. Do you guys remember when he hit a walk-off granny and then blew out? On the I think, Is unfortunately, it? that's what he's remembered for. That's changed the game of walk-off celebrations. Like Everyone's like,
0: okay, hold on. Especially if you're an older guy. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Trevor Plouffe's math segment. I've been doing the math,
1: Jim. And it's mm-hmm. it's not as exciting as I thought it would be, but we could go over some of them. Basically, what we're going to talk about now is I set the bar at 93 wins to enter the postseason. Um, I haven't done all of them because my I'm talking to you guys and trying to do this is like putting my, my mind in a pretzel. So we could, you guys could all help out with this. Just get a calculator. It's t- we are not math. <laughs> I thought I could. You know, we should do a big math
2: segment. This is what we're good at.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if you, this is kind of what I've realized as I'm doing this. We're setting it at 93 wins. It seems to me like, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, like the playoffs are almost booked. And I know that sucks if you're hearing that and you're like, you're a fan of a team that's out of it but like i don't there's not many teams that i see are gonna do that i know we're gonna talk about that a little bit later jim like we're gonna throw some names out there but as i'm doing the math it's tough like for instance the blue jays sitting right now and this is basically the same thing for the yankees because they're neck and neck the blue jays sitting right now at 45 and 42 i say you got to get to 93 wins well they need to go 48 and 27 over the next 75 games 21 games over 500
0: You think that's going to happen? No, but you know what? I am doing hope for the hopeless after this. Yeah. So so let me. You can tear them down. I'll build them back up.
1: So forty-eight and twenty-seven for the Jays. That gets into ninety-three wins for the Yankees. It's just the same math. Take uh, two games off each side. Forty-seven and twenty-six to get to ninety-three. So they actually have to do twenty-one games over five hundred in less games. Two less games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either team has enough to do that. And this is this and this is if the Rays and the Red Sox get off of their winning percentage pace and come down. So this is uh you know as I've been doing this again like I said like it just seems to me like if you're looking at the divisions especially in in the AL right now you have the Red Sox, the White Sox and the Astros. And then the two teams that are making up the wild card right now are like right on the heels of those first place teams so their win percentages are way up you know there's nobody under like the a's at 52 and 40 of a 565 win percentage the next closest one that would be competing with them um, is the mariners at 527 so it seems to me like the al playoffs are closed
0: is that like a hot take no, I mean I remember. I'm trying to look up the 2019 standings I, at the break because I
2: believe the you have it. Dave? I got all that, yeah, because that that ties into kind of what I wanted to bring into the table. So the AL in 2019 uh, at the All Star break, uh, Yankees, Astros, Twins, Rays. Uh, if the playoffs had started, then the only change would have been the Cleveland Indians were 50 and 38. The Oakland A's were fifty and forty-one, so so that does try tie into what Trev's alluding to is that, you know, it, in theory, because this is where my mind jumped to, it's like baseball is baseball. Something will change, and we don't know what it is, and it, it could be a ten-game winner from every side. The AL right now looks pretty locked up. Uh, in twenty nineteen, you very much had Cleveland, Oakland. The Red Sox, even the Texas Rangers were, like, there and in play. So, at least it was a discussion. Um, the only swap at that point was the the Indians were ahead of the athletics, and the athletics ended up passing them. Um, so, it, it it's half a hot take because it's sports, and there are, you know, 75 games left. So, something very easily could happen. If a team has a first half like the Braves did – you know it, it it's almost impossible to anticipate that and predict that but it's the beauty of sports
0: what about the nl <clears throat> so the cuz the cause the nationals were well, the big story right
2: what do you got yeah Trent? so
1: i think i think what's the nl the only i think 93 wins is another good mark for the nl and you have the brewers sitting in front comfortably in their division four games up on the reds i know we'll talk about that a little bit later i think i the brewers are like The sleeper world series pick i don't know how you can't say that because they're going to make moves and what they have like their their strengths right now is exactly what you need to win in the playoffs they have three fucking all-star starters and the back end of the bullpen okay and their offense will pick up because they're going to make moves and yelly's only hit five freaking home runs this year so you expect some positive regression that way although he hates that word
0: is that true
1: Five home runs so far. Oh, no. 400 OBP though, 399. I'll give them that extra point. Anyway, so then you look, at, nice. you look at the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres. Guess what? Those three teams are going to be in the playoffs. Okay, and then Milwaukee most likely. So then it leaves one spot open, and that's from the NL East. Now, I don't think we have to set the bar at 93 games for the NL East. Get the the Mets at a 540 win clip, 47 and 40. They're sitting three and a half over the Phillies and four over the Braves. Even the Nationals are only six back. I could see like an 88 to 90 team, 90-win team winning this division. That's what it's going to take for one of these teams, obviously, to get into the into the postseason. So now it becomes who makes the moves. We were just talking about Jock going to the Braves. Could it be the first? Uh, to really catapult that division going all in because you have to remember there's other teams fighting for these players so it's not like the NL East is just going to get all these players because they need them so it'll be interesting to see like the Phillies for instance they want to add but like they, maybe they don't have enough prospect capital to add mm-hmm. you can want all you want but if you don't have the money to buy something you can't get it so it's going to be interesting um the NL East is, to me, the only thing that's like stopping these playoffs from being pretty much fully formed already. And I'm talking it's July 16th, which is pretty crazy to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, with the 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 Cubs, <laughs> there's teams that are – the Braves are buying and they're like worse than the Cubs. <laughs> which, When I was looking at all the standings and stuff, I was like, oh, man. The Cubs coming out of it and be like uh, announcing that they're out of it. It's kind of odd. They could have, they could have done the two week game, uh, as well. But they're just sellers I they're right sp- now.
1: I, I think they're smart. I think they look at. I the agree. Doors.
0: I agree with you. I think yeah. they're smart. I think other teams are um, subscribing to hope, and the Cubs are not.
2: Do you think there's any chance? I'm looking at the AL wild card right now, and it's it's not sexy. What do you see? It's not sexy right now. I mean, Tampa is two games up on Oakland, and Oakland has the final spot. Oakland has a three-and-a-half lead on Seattle, which, love you, Seattle. No one's buying the stock. Prove us wrong. Uh, Cleveland, and then so Cleveland, Toronto, and the Yankees are four-and-a-half back of Oakland. I mean, I, I guess that is the one I'd circle. You know, we, we've we talked about Oakland a lot, like Oakland, and they usually find a way and end up in the playoffs, but that is the team that I think everyone is circling because if they could drift back and Cleveland can rack up some empty wins, if the Yankees can find anything, if Toronto makes a little pitching move, I think that that's the one I'm circling. Like, I can believe in that. The NL wild card is going to be tough. Like, the Padres or the Giants or the Dodgers would have to really slip. And honestly, it, it's the Padres who's America's team. So... I don't know. I mean, that, that one is really tough. And Jim, I know you've got some schedule stuff. The Cincinnati conversation is also a little fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We can, let's go to it. Can you, can you, who is my hope for the hopeless segment coming
2: from Jim? This is a company where I get a lot of my well-dressed Wednesday outfits from it's sports pets USA. Um, They are officially licensed with MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, and NC2A, what up? Pay them athletes, uh, Jim. We got our dogs stocked. Uh, I got Noodle a nice pink Yankees jersey, number one. Not a big deal. Uh, it, he kind of he steals the show in that. And man, it, it's it's the real stuff. Like it's you know. Some some of these websites you go to and you're like, hey, are they licensed? What are they doing? Sports Pet Sports Pets USA is the real deal, and with code baseball baseball, you get twenty percent off at checkout. Twenty percent, that's a real one, that's a real one. So they got jerseys, collars, leashes, tags, toys, everything. Go check them out. SportsPetsUSA.com/slash/discount/slash baseball, 20% off, uh, go get some swag, I'll post, I'm gonna post the noodle pic soon, it's ready, it's waiting, I got, I got pics of my
0: dogs in the outfit, um, Maisie, Maisie didn't really get what was going on, mm. I wonder if I still have these videos, Mac, totally cool about it, kind of was like, I don't know, okay, whatever, here you go, Mac's a chiller,
2: Look wow, out. with the stand, Ooh. Yeah.
0: and then that's Mac, and he's just cool about it. Uh, he's got I think so Maisie had Is that, that the Yankees, Yankees, no on yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Katie really likes taking their blankets and draping them over them like some type of medieval horse in a jousting competition. Yep. And Mac actually like loves it. like he just keeps the blanket right. on his shoulders and walks around the house like, oh, I'm cozy everywhere I go. so he he likes being in clothes, I guess. What a sissy boy. Mm. They're going to get cut right now. Max got this uh, when his hair grows out, he gets this furrowed brow. He looks like John C. Riley. Mm. Just looks like such a like like an old bruiser of a puppy. Mm. I got to say, I know those aren't real Yankees
1: fans because there's a name wow. next to the number. No, yeah. my dogs
0: aren't real Yankees fans. They barely fucking watch. Yeah. I try to talk to them all the time about it and they're like, can't keep up. It's ridiculous. The casuals. Soft.
2: Casuals. Soft.
0: Hope for the hopeless. All right. I like schedule stuff. And I went and I looked at, so just to let everyone know, if your team is currently in the playoffs, I didn't look because mm. you have a lot of hope. It's hope for the hopeless, right? Are we all, so, we're all picking one, right? Because I, Yeah, I'll run through the schedules, then we'll all pick one, okay? Because okay. first, like this is like true hope for hopeless. Like Jake said, no one's buying stock in the Mariners. Uh, the AOS is pretty tight. But if you wanted to, if you wanted to be a Mariner fan that has a reason to watch and stuff, they're seven games behind Houston right now. They have 12 left. So if you luck into winning the first two series, you can talk about it, the dance a little bit. I don't know. Hope for the hopeless. You got 12 left against the number one team in Seattle. That's a big one. Same with Cleveland. Cleveland is eight games behind the Chicago White Sox who who started faltering, but I don't think they'll continue to falter. Um They have a five-game series against Chicago in September, like the very end of September, a five-game set. They're eight games back right now. So if you just make up some ground, get within five games before that sweep, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's likely, but there's hope where you can be like, hey, if we five-game sweep them, we're tied for the division. All you got to be is within five by the time that five-game set comes at the very end of September. So there's some hope for Cleveland fans. Hang on to. That's your goal. Be within five by the time we play the White Sox. It's like September teens or 20s or something like that. Toronto and the New York Yankees are both eight games back. Now, the Yankees, eight games back uh, behind Boston. We had the COVID washout yesterday, but eight games this week against them. They do the four-game set then a 3 then the yankees have 3 games against Tampa or someone else then another 4 game set against Boston they had they had on the schedule was 8 games against Boston in like the next 10 days so if magically the yankees were to be healthy which they're not and not have covid and be like you know win both of those like take 6 out of the uh 8 games you'd be right back in the fucking thing but that's not gonna happen. Uh, Toronto also has 10 games against Boston by August 6th. So Boston's getting tested kind of early. Where if Boston, on the other hand, goes out and just beats the Yankees and beats Toronto in these 16 games that happen in the next three weeks, then Boston like kind of solidifies. They the Boston can win the division in the next two weeks. Um, not against That's the wild. Rays, maybe. But yeah, they could raised. they could put they could put the Blue Jays and the Yankees just dead. In the next two weeks, Boston can do that. Or Toronto or New York can fight, scratch, claw, win majority of those games and be somewhat in it. Um, so there's a little bit there. The uh, The Reds, this one I like a lot. I like Milwaukee. I do think they're the best team um, in that division by far and a threat come the postseason the way they're built. But the Reds just swept them going into the break. To go from seven games back to four games back. And now the Reds play another three game set against Milwaukee. Now, if they were to sweep them again, and I'm coming from a Reds fan's perspective, hope for the hopeless, you're within one basically at halftime. Now, they only have one other series against them. They've played a lot already. So the Reds only have six games against Milwaukee, and three are happening right now. So you have to take care of business tonight, tomorrow, and the next day for this to happen Um, if you want to, you know, get the two points you can have. So the Reds, this series is kind of big for them, I think. But I, I do like that, and I love that the Cubs are out of it because guess what that means? That means more easy games for the Reds. Obviously, it means more easy games for the Brewers too, but – um I like, I like that the, uh, the Cubs being out of it I think opens up a little bit of a hole for the Reds to kind of in their head say, all right, well, we're the team now that has to kind of and push your tackle this.
2: What are the Reds'
0: moves?
1: Mm. Like, what, mean, are what are they looking to do?
2: They need a shortstop. Um, yeah. You know, they started with Eugenio over there and now Kyle's been bad. We just talked about that. He's been bad this year. Yeah. And I, you know, playing shortstop ain't easy. You, you wonder <clears throat> if that factors in analytics. Can't see that, you know, Kyle farmer right now is listed as their starting shortstop. So the reds from this conversation, they have to be one of the teams you circle. Cause uh, Jim, I'll go uh, on the other side. I'm normally not senor hopeless, but they open up with the Brewers and the Mets Who have been two of the best NL teams So if they have a bad six days it, Their whole outlook changes again So I don't know I, I think if you're a baseball fan And if you're a Cincy Reds fan You're you're circling Javi Baez You're circling Trevor Story uh, And you're saying I mean could you imagine If they got Trevor Story and In the middle of that lineup You gotta go Story, Winker, Castellanos, Fado Like you know and and this is a team that this front office is willing to go for it they did with bauer uh, and then they kind of got screwed by the covid season so uh, this is the team and it, if you're a reds fan you obviously want your team to go for it. that's that's where you always end up landing you just hope they kind of everything we just said about the Braves how this jock peterson might be a half move like you know oh we're doing something I don't want to beat a shot at our guy Freddie Galvis. Cincinnati Reds, great, but if when the Reds shortstop trade comes through and it's not one of those kind of upper echelon guys, I think if you are a Reds fan, you are like, come on, like let's let's not dip the toe, give the boys a chance. So interested to see in the front office, like they also might let these six games decide it.
1: Yeah. Everybody is going to be going after bullpen help. That's the thing. Always. So it's like we're we're talking about these teams that need to make these significant upgrades. But like I mentioned earlier, like there's competition for these things. Just because you want something doesn't mean you're going to get it. Now the Reds can go out and get a shortstop and they would still need bullpen help to be like a real like a real player in this end of the season and then the postseason. So that's for me if I'm if I'm a Reds fan. And now looking at all the statistics and stuff, their starting pitching has actually been okay. Like Sonny Gray can get back. Luis Castillo, who has been – he's been good, right? The last five or six starts. Let's turn turning around, Really yes. good. Had a horrible start. Starting pitching could be okay with the bullpen. Holy crap. They need a lot of help.
2: Man. That that Mil- yeah. Milwaukee-Cincy series this weekend is the series to watch. Who's lined up for that? So it looks like they're going Molly uh, Castillo gray and the brewers are going Hauser Woodruff Burns. So the OG um, law firm. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's fun. The The brewers have a, a losing record teams over 500. They had a pretty easy schedule uh, in June so far. So I do think that the reds brewers can be a fun race here in the, in the central uh and i i think that if the brewers can trade the brewers have the pieces i'd rather i'd rather have d- their starting pitching in their bullpen mm-hmm. and they're kind of uh most
1: more than anyone in the league
0: make i'd rather their makeup than what the reds have uh which is like you know they got some good bats they got some guys having great seasons they do have some starting pitching but not great bullpen but see if the trades can fill some holes but uh all right. Well, I'll keep going down, and then we'll each pick our team. In the East, I already told you Atlanta's schedule is so tough; they're so banged up. I, I, I like the Braves, and people always think I'm like attacking fan bases and not just looking at this like schedule and like how could you? I will. I will firmly say I. I, I think there's no way the Braves do anything the rest of the way. If they do, I'm incredibly happy for them, and I'm interested to see how they pull it off. But my God, they have two West Coast trips. One is a three-game series out West. Their whole team's banged up. I mean, they're losing players like every other week. They make a trade for Jock, but they have, I mean, Tampa Bay, San Diego. Then they go they go to Philadelphia, and they go to the Mets. Um, not that the Phillies like an amazing team right now, but that's a hard fought series because they're both chasing the same thing, especially the Mets and then the Brewers. So I don't see how the Braves make it through the second half as a playoff team. i um, interested to see if they do, but that's tough. Philly, on the other hand, in very similar Ooh. spots, the Braves have a easy second half schedule. They don't have one cluster of series where I went, Ooh, that's a tough stretch. Everything's broken up by teams that are going to be out of it, teams that are going to be sellers. Everything is broken up, and they only have one West Coast trip left, and it's only a two-series set. And I think that's why Baseball Reference has the Phillies as their pick, projected division winner over the Mets. Um, the Phillies' rest of the schedule, and I mean, it's just a schedule. If it's not just on paper, but I was like, oh. that. But if you compare the two, the Phillies have an easier path than the Braves to to making... To catching the Mets mm.
2: your your Phils, Trev
1: I I mean I've we talked about the Braves already I agree with you Jim it's it's a long road ahead for them and I don't know if I don't even know if they should be doing going for it but the Phillies I've been saying this all along and they've been mediocre all along I think if you look at their what they have on paper as well like their lineup is very long and they have the starting pitchers now they need bullpen help again, which is, you know, people say it's the easiest thing to fix, but not when every single team is going after it. So you're telling me, Jim, that the schedule is extremely favorable for the Phillies. That makes me think. Between the two, yeah. That makes me think that, yeah, like there is a shot. Like that's what I was saying. That the NL East is open for, for business, man. And I want to believe in the Mets. And if they go get Chris Bryant, their lineup's crazy. And their pitching's been crazy. Their lineup, though, for the Mets has a bunch of guys with career OPSs in the eights, but all of them are underperforming. I'm talking Conforto. I'm talking McNeil. I'm talking Lindor. Um, I'm sure I'm missing other people too. It's, it's even Pete Alonso. He's in the eights right now, but he's still underperforming his career averages. So it's does Bryant come over and like spark everybody? Because if they start to all get hot at the same time. I don't think anybody's catching them in the in the East, so we're gonna we're gonna be seeing some trades, and it's gonna change everything we're thinking right now. Like I was looking Uh, at the brew I was looking at the Brewers uh, roster. They need a first baseman. They got Rowdy over there now, but and they have Keston. He's been he's been pretty bad this year. Like imagine if the Brewers went and got Bryant and stuck him at first base. We're talking then. I I think they might be fucking up there with the Dodgers. Yeah, no, it's like get the
0: talent level. It's going to be really exciting. I know I know we you were with us, Trev, last year for covering the trade deadline, but it was the shortened season and it was kind of bizarre. But I don't know if you remember 2019, Jake, but like on trade deadline day, we were just live streaming like the whole day when the Granky news mm-hmm. came and all that. And it's a fun time. So I'm excited to go through that this year and we'll set up some live streams, some reactions and all that, like come deadline time. But it's it's a lot of fun. Some-
1: I want to break some news. I think I'm going to go into it thinking like, hey, let's let's steal some of the thunder. I, I want to
2: I didn't want to I did want to put this into the ether. I uh I got the jock trade. Um but my person wouldn't bet our friendship on it cuz he he was willing to he uh it, it wasn't all confirmed yet. So I just want people to know the people source is ready. The- I got some news of that uh the Yankees are not
0: even in the top three teams for Gallo with the Rangers. And that the they're asking for big shit for, mm. for Gallo. As they should. Which I... As they should. But, I mean, no, no. They asked, like, for Martian Plus. Which is, like... That's what I heard. I have no confirmation on that. I just heard I'm asking, too. I told
1: Chris Rose that. I said the Rangers don't have to do anything.
0: They proved that last year with Lance Lynn. Let us trade him in the office. Yeah, but that, was, that was dumb. That was dumb because
1: with Gallo, they could get the offer they want now or they could wait in the offseason or they can wait to the next trade deadline. So, like, they have opportunities. If they don't get the package that they want, they won't do or
2: it. Or extend him. Just make him your guy, Texas. I, that's where –
0: Well, you know, a, their organization is yeah. run
2: poorly. Oh, I've I've the, heard.
0: There's one other team, and this this uh, goes against what I said at the beginning, uh, where I was only looking at teams that don't have a playoff spot. But I was just interested; I was going through it. The Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants play seven games against each other before July ends. Mm. I mean, what's right. today, July sixteenth? So in the next two weeks, they play seven games against each other. They're one; the Dodgers are one and a half out. I mean, if the dot they, they can change the landscape of – both sides can change the landscape of that for a little bit um, before August even gets here. You know, they can split those series, or if one team takes over, you're looking at a, a change in the landscape a little bit. So, I, we'll see. I,
2: uh, I'll say this. We obviously had a crazy week being at the All-Star game and all that. I just got excited because these next couple weeks every year um, – are going to be awesome cuz I, I mean even the little stuff like trev you mentioned Keston Herrera i i mean you know a huge prospect for the brewers broke out then he struggled since and man like how much are his next 2 weeks going to depend what the rest of the front office does or you know hey do they wait for maybe one of those guys to come back from the olympics and say hey we'll let a roll in Todd Father you you want to pick it at first base for for a couple months like it, they have plays and it's you know everyone wants to be in a front office i uh you know get, catch me catch me on the internet at 10:30 at night and you know i got some front office ideas but mm-hmm. man some of the decisions that have to be made in the next couple of weeks are uh there's ripple effects within an organization that man Keston her that's like supposed to be their guy
1: sometimes it <laughs> There are seasons like this. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I'm rooting for him. He's a local product for me. Uh, but they're going to go get somebody, man. They proved it time and time again. They identify the weakness. They go solve it. They they surprise the shit out of me every single year. They really do. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> this Brewers team is, I don't know if you guys remember, I talked about how I was like, I'm not sure about Cleveland's pitching last year. And then they were like the best pitching team in baseball, basically. Sure. Didn't you we remember? say the same thing? Or at least I might have said the same thing, and then you guys were like, ah, oh, we've heard like they're pretty happy with their pitching.
0: And now uh, I mean I I was all-stars. I was pumping the tires on the law firm from the start from the TPP. And pumping we pumping the tires. Gassing them up, whatever you, you want were to gassing say.
1: Gassing them up, okay.
0: Yeah. The law firm, yeah. And then we, we even said that we had heard from inside the brewers camp that they were like they were they were very excited about Freddie Peralta.
1: We did say that, where, so it was I was the one who was like, "Wow, like I need to see this pitching staff," and well, I've seen them and
2: I like mm-hmm.
0: them. Yeah, and then the bullpen help. They they have they have the playoff makeup. If they trade for a bat, bring back a bat or two. Uh, the Brewers are a good team. That being said, it's really hard. Jake wanted us all to choose a team that's currently not in a playoff spot that we think can be or will be at the end of the year. I'll go first. I. I, I, the AL, it's hard for me. It looks locked up. It's hard for me to choose any of those teams and say, yeah, they're going to go get a spot. I mean, even the second wild card. And the NL, I think the wild cards are locked up, but I think the East and the Central might be up for grabs. The only two teams in my mind, I'm interested to see where you guys go, are the Reds or the Phillies. They're the only two teams I think could maybe steal the spot, but I like I like the Brewers and I like the Mets to win. So I, I'm gonna go um, Reds, but I don't. But if if I just had to choose a team, uh, just on the Brewers record versus over 500 teams being a negative record, and the fact that the Reds can be one game out after three more wins, they just swept them. They sweep them again. They're one game out, but I mean, I really don't. I don't think. I really don't believe that. So. I, I like the Brewers more. But it's hard to choose a team. Jake, did you, did you have one?
2: A couple things. I, I think, and, you know, I like, I, I haven't given this speech a lot. Something I like about the podcast and game is you stumble into stuff, and I think there's a couple main takeaways here. If you're a baseball fan, I think you should be rooting for the Cincinnati Reds. A, if the Reds can make it interesting with the Brewers, they are also the closest wild card team. Uh, they're three and a half out of San Diego So if San Diego slips up The Reds can make the Central interesting And the NL wildcard interesting So I think we're all Reds fans So that's huge news In the AL, it's the opposite And Jim, you love this We're rooting against the A's, baby If the A's come back to earth There's a lot of decent ball clubs in the mix And like, like you guys are saying Everything seems fairly locked up. I wouldn't be surprised in two weeks if we're like, well, someone went 10-3 and three and now it's not. I think if I had to throw a dark horse team out there uh, to, to maybe trip up the A's and catch them, what about what's going on in Toronto? We're, we're talking about teams fighting for bullpen pieces and pitching. Toronto Blue Jays, they have their young core. So when we did our trade episode on Toronto – Uh, I threw Kyle Gibson out there. We love Gibby. We're a Gibby pod. And what it is is, like, they can trade for pieces that can be part of their timeline. Like, it it doesn't necessarily have to be rentals. If they get Kyle Gibson for the rest of this year and next year, you know, then you say, okay, we we just penciled in another starting pitcher for next season. Like, they can up their trade package a little bit because they know they're going to have their young core next year, like – I don't think they sell off rental pieces. You have your dude, so I, it's a little optimistic, and hey, I, I think the betting numbers that DraftKings could give you on it, uh, you can make a chunk of change if it happens, but I, I'd circle a team like the Blue Jays. like that, that franchise believes in their team that they should be adding to it no matter what, um, and you just need the Oakland A's to come back to earth just a little bit, and it becomes very real. You stole my team from me. I was
1: going to talk about Toronto. Um, They Starting pitching has been surprisingly good. They found a guy like Manoa out of nowhere. Uh, Not out of nowhere. He's in their system. But he's coming up and had success. Robbie Ray Mm. is this year's Dylan Bundy. He's going crazy. Mm. And Ryu has been Ryu. It's the bullpen that needs a little bit of help there. Uh, And I'll, I'll say this. And both teams are just going to prove me wrong. But, like, the A's and the Rays are kind of in the same boat for me. The Rays, obviously losing Tyler Glass, is so a huge blow to them. They just keep winning. I don't know how. And the A's seemingly just continue to win. And sometimes I look at that team like, how are you guys winning? So I think either one of those teams could slip and have a – I mean, they're not going to. But just for the sake of this argument, they either one of those teams, it's not like they're, like – these powerhouses where you're like at least name recognition or on paper or whatever. Like they do find ways to win, but one of those teams can slip. The rays go make a few or the Jays go make a few moves. I could, I could see that happening. I, I have them like the Jays with a better chance than the Yankees.
0: Well, I mean, if judges out for two weeks, the Yankees are for these next, that's two another
1: weeks. whole thing going on. Now a COVID freaking bloodbath could be happening throughout the league and that changes everything.
0: I the I like what you guys are saying about Toronto. They just they just don't win in bunches. They they only they they only have one winning streak of more than 3 games in a row all season. And every other team that's in first place or having a good year or on the outs, you know, can put together a streak there and the Blue Jays just haven't. I I, I don't know if it's cuz the starting pitching or Crazy schedule of moving stadiums, but like, you know, they just don't put together wins.
2: If, before, I have a question before the guys. season, if we said who was the best player on the Toronto Blue Jays, who would you have said it was? Vladdy. Not before this season.
1: I would say, I mean, yeah, I would have said Boba probably. They signed, maybe Marcus They Simeon. signed
2: George Springer to a big boy deal. He's only played 20 mm. games, he's been hurt the whole first half. George Springer is back on that team. He's been hurt. If they can add a little pitching, man, um, and they're gonna—I mean, be, Gibby seems
0: like a must for them.
2: They're gonna be going back to Toronto. That crowd is gonna be going bonkers when they get back. There's some juice. They're officially going back to Toronto. I don't think it's official, official, but or it actually might be. Like, but when might, I was in Buffalo, it might
0: change that with LA going back to mandatory masks oh, and baby. and that pop it up again and all that. I mean, seems like a bad time for a Toronto to open their doors. Things, things can change.
2: Go get two, vaccinated. Two oh days. Gosh.
1: I'm
0: trying to stay partial on this, but two
2: guess. days ago, Blue Jays proposed return to Rogers center. So they're, they're like actively working on it. Um. So this is looking at this and I was thinking,
1: this seems like a very low number. The Blue Jays have had 16 saves. All year. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's very that's that's fourth from the bottom. Uh the Giants, on the other hand. Thirty-three. Like you gotta have bullpen up. Yeah, you gotta be able to win close games. You have to have that, and they the the Jays don't. Like Vermont's been good, but they need more. Um if you look at the teams that are like this is pretty actually this is pretty crazy. Like the leaders in saves right now, Giants. Padres, Red Sox, Dodgers, White Sox, and then Jim. Reds, which is fucking surprising to me. How, who's, who's getting saves
2: for the Reds? I just looked at their page. Guess who is the last player to get a save for the Cincinnati Reds? I, if, I have no idea. It, I'm seriously, I have no idea who's doing this. What, I mean, it's not Sims He got hurt, right? The last player to record a save for the Cincinnati Reds was Heath Embry. Oh, nice. Got six of them. He's having a pretty nice year, so good Peter. for him. Amir
1: Garrett somehow has six saves. He's got a six five one ERA. I mean, their, their bullpen's
2: been bad. Actually, I'm, I'm corrected. Embry is listed as the closer and got a save on Saturday. Josh Osich, the Southpaw, yeah. got a save on Sunday. He's been doing it. Good for them, man. Josh. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean.
1: Not in your book. No, not. The Jays need some. Jays need some bullpen help. They want to make this uh, a thing. Thing.
2: Thing. Thing. Go get Gibby and Hern Hudge, Ian Kennedy. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Gibby was upset with you by the way. He actually texted me. Good. I don't want to bring my phone because I'm gonna mess up my I'm microphone. Upset with Jake. But he said that you for- yeah, he said he watched your guys' draft thing. Yeah. The trade draft and he said that uh, you forgot to say that you get double points because he was an all-star, so you didn't give him credit for being an all-star.
2: Who, who did, who did, who did, Jake, did you trade Gibby? Trev, why don't you tell Kyle Gibson I was a little fucked up?
1: I mean, if it wasn't obvious, I don't know. I mean, Jesus. I watched that whole thing. I don't know how you guys did it. I was already sauced. I was, I was at the CAA party by Trev, that point, but.
0: that's a good episode though, right? <laughs>
1: Jimmy I didn't I only watched the clips. I, and, and just because Ashland's in it, I know it's gonna be funny and good.
2: Jimmy's having a little mental warfare because A, he knows we were a little twisted up, but B, he thinks that's some of the best content we put out. <laughs> <laughs> I was well,
0: that's great. I then. said I was gonna keep this between Jake and I. Mm. But I'll share it. It's pretty douchey. Jake and I are hilarious in that video. We're just we're just throwing darts that no one sees the whole We're time. having our own show. Yeah, like we're like having a whisper campaign in the middle. Jake's so you guys st- do that all the time. Do you
1: think that's like unique to that video? It like was on another. It was on, all the it time was, together it was on
0: another level. Jake is so stupid. I'm
1: done. I don't know if you guys have watched the show Dave mm. on Hulu. It's about Little Dickie. Yeah, I like Dave. We talk about we it. We talk on our- about it a lot show yeah okay well have you guys like seen like what him and benny blanco <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's, you guys are him and benny blanco no, that's, like, that's 100 percent
2: Jess was you, you know what i'm talking about right you've seen my that episode sweet jessica was horrified by how much i love that scene <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god yeah no that jake. is that is you and Jay. college so, days that used to be you similar to that i mean our, jake, us, right us and our buddy nick like we entered that world
0: jake opened up can trev still hear us do you just ditch i think, I think so. he's got
2: headphones on i
0: think so jake opened up the chris rose episode by writing chris rose was born without a penis on his note and then just sho- <laughs> and then just showed it to everyone and it never got i don't think it ever got no. it didn't get read aloud no. i don't think it ever got read aloud but at one point you show it to rose yeah <laughs> and he just looks at he's like jesus, <laughs> jesus.
2: <laughs> i was exploring the space
0: yeah you guys,
1: I heard everything, and you guys are ridiculous. And honestly, I just thought of that comparison, and it's perfect. You and Jake are Little Dickie and Benny Blanco.
2: Hot, Chuck.
1: Don't go watch that unless you want to be like. It makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. I obviously, think that's what, what
0: when he puts going. his balls on his friend's head? Mm. <laughs> like, and they really do yeah. it.
1: Yeah. It's not just like a suggestion Cares or like you know,
0: buddies. Do you know all yeah. of that? Sure, like Little Dickie really does have holes in his dick.
2: I mean, I I just assumed it was yeah. Um, which kind of brings us into our All Star Game trip, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys both officially chose the Blue Jays. Yeah. As your team. A little kid carrying spike ball up to the beach.
2: Trev, take the Phillies. Well, let's let's share them. Let's each buy half stock.
1: Well, uh, Blue Jays, according to baseball reference, 40% chance to make the postseason. Let's see. The Reds, a little bit under 38.3. I want to see what the Phillies are. What
0: do you think? I don't know. Baseball reference has them as the thirty-five winner. Um, 35%. We can do a little trip recap for those still interested. Uh, The trip was amazing, man. I mean, it was... uh, we packed so much stuff into it. I, I mean, we can talk about just kind of like not like John Boy Media and talk about the Home Run Derby. The mm. Home Run Derby, I'll paint the scene a little bit. We, we all walk in to the Home Run Derby and go to our seats in the bleachers, um, just dead center field. And as we get there, Moylan was next to me, uh, and we were all walking in. Otani hits his BP home run mm. into the fourth deck. And the entire stadium, and it's just BP, it's not the Homer derby, but the entire stadium just went, oh, 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 everyone. And Peter Moreland turned to me and Jake or whoever else, and he said, oh, my God, this is all baseball fans. Because it was just like a realization that it's not, it's not, it wasn't, a crowd of Phillies fans. It wasn't a crowd of Rockies fans. It wasn't a crowd of Yankees fans. Like it was just a crowd of baseball fans and every team was represented and everybody in the stadium was rooting for one singular thing, home runs. There was no oh. booing if this guy won and and that guy didn't win. Like no one really cared who won at all, I don't think. The entire stadium collectively was rooting for the same exact thing. So the vibe of the Home Run Derby is just Good time. It's honestly just baseball fans. Just like everyone was as happy as pigs and shit cheering for the same exact thing. So Moylan had like a realization where he was like, this is amazing. Like everyone here is a baseball fan. And I didn't, I knew the home run derby would be fun. I thought it might get boring being there live. Cause I didn't know like how, you know, if they keep, is is there in, is there entertainment? Is there music? They pump music and uh it's not boring it was the most ex- it was the coolest event i've been to in a while uh it's fun on tv it's 10 times more fun being there so if it ever comes to your town and you have the choice to go to the all-star game or the home run derby go to the home run derby i think so too mm. yeah
1: yeah no we uh the the atmosphere was electric when we got to our seats, that was... I mean, I don't want to give away everything so I know we're doing vlogs and stuff like that. But we got to the seats and I, I kind of quickly decided that I wanted to be up in the concourse. So ran up there because that's where there was just like... I said it to you guys. It was like a mosh pit up there. When the balls were up, it was like everybody going at it. Um, caught wind of Zach Hample being there. So I made that kind of my mission to get a ball. Let's, I think the Vlog comes work out, out today, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, have to watch the video to see if it works out.
2: Trev put it this way. I mean, I was giving it my all up. This. Trev, we uh we reviewed some of your concourse footage yesterday and it's fantastic. Oh,
0: I didn't get to see it, that. It, it is A plus
2: plus. It is fantastic. Uh so you're incredible. I, I think I need I need no I, know, no, I know, J- no. Trev, we we were we were talking no. about it from that way. You'll be fine with this. In you were you were incredible. incredible. I won't give it away, but incredible. Um, yeah. The home run derby. I I told a couple of my buddies that asked. I was like, it's a bucket list thing. Like if you're a sports fan, um, you know, like like you said, Jimmy. Obviously, tons of baseball fans in the building, but everyone rooting for it and. You know the energy you get when a guy hits three in a row. The energy you get uh, when it's coming down the buzzer. The energy when a guy hits one somewhere that balls don't go in that stadium. They were clearing five hundred with ease, easy, and that's easy, yeah. that's silly. That's silly. So uh, bucket list. I uh, <laughs> so I threw it. I was planning on watching Yankees Red Sox. Uh, canceled. So ESPN just ran back the Home Run Derby So I was watching it Seeing our blue line of mischief was awesome um, And and that was fantastic And so Jess, um, you know She didn't realize that it was the Home Run Derby event that I was at She wasn't like watching Uh, So then when I explained it, I was like Hey, you see that blue line out there? That's that's us And she was like, you're re-watching the event? You were at So she was pretty disappointed But then the next minute Was right when we really got on TV I'm holding a hot dog Screaming And she was like And then she started watching And she's like This is pretty fun And I was like yes So uh, Home Run Derby is a must um, We've said a lot But our um, Top to bottom We were out there with 18 people um, And every single person crushed it The going away message from uh Moylan Winger Rose is like, How is no one here an asshole? Like how is there not one person that you're like well, well yeah, and that's when you have to that's when I look in the mirror and it's pretty tough. But And you tell Peter to look in the mirror. Yeah, and that's uh Peter was spreading he said two people lost their voice on the trip and he said to spread a rumor that they were making out late night. Um so making out with some blunts yeah. That's whatever. Um but yeah, yeah I, it it was incredible. Our <laughs> first giant, like big trip, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah. So thanks to everyone.
0: Yeah, there's Man, a lot of stuff coming. I mean, we played a full game of Blitzball that comes down to the last at bat. Like really, some defensive gems, some really fun stuff. We Jake and I went to the secret mission seven in the morning. That'll be coming out probably not for like a month. Um, we did the front lawn games, which was fun uh silly stupid this one shot of trevor on the tricycle i've rewatched a million Mm. times you just look so cool trev uh and uh and then the the watch party was amazing so many people came out so many people listened to this show and uh said hi and and like you know it's amazing so now it was it was really cool i hope we get to do it more uh obviously we're gonna grow and the company's gonna grow so that that one's gonna be like a special place because I mean, there's 18 of us, and the coolest part was not the coolest part. Everything was cool, but man, just hanging out at the house. Like, I know Moylan was in the chat earlier, so I'm not trying to get too uh, romantic on him, but Peter Moylan's awesome. And Kelsey Winger, it felt like I was with old high school friends, just absolutely belly laughing, like belly laughing, playing ping pong in the kitchen, sitting around outside talking. Um, just the hangout time at the house was cool. I mean, we don't get to do that a lot because we're all remote, you know. There's, uh, you know, Trev, you're you're remote, they're remote, so that was cool. Yeah, I, I won three games. Uh, Peter won one. Trev beat us both.
2: Well, who was the champion though? BDB.
0: Uh he was playing sober, which we don't mm-hmm. count. Yeah. You. I was never. I was. Yeah, Bill beat me, but he, I mean, he. I took him to extras, and I was had a lot of he stuff lost. going on. Yes. It's fair, Confirmed. Jake. It's basically if we're zone, playing your spin
1: zone in the ping pong stuff right now.
0: Well, okay, what if we're playing like backyard football and two people have, you know, cleats on and then the other guys have wedding shoes. That's what it is. That's your What fault. shoes
2: were you guys wearing?
0: I and w- this you don't carry a pair of cleats around with you all the time. I wish I fucking did for mine and Jake's secret mission, pulled my hamstring. <laughs> I want to say this. I could be
1: and well i know i am in the realm of the yankees covid outbreak oh because judge yeah certainly met up with CeCe at some point they probably crossed paths right you have to assume that and i me and cici were rubbing elbows you think he remembers me probably not but like we were so i'm I, i'm vaccinated but i probably have covid right now hell yeah okay
0: I'm basically part of the Yankees. I mean, Judge and GOB being out. They just they, announced uh, that they're going to play tonight. The Red Sox and Yankees are playing, but I mean.
2: They could use you this weekend, Trev.
1: I do want to say that we met some of the mods in yes. the chat. Yes. And that was cool for me. I, you know, I know them by their screen names, but then to put, you know, a face and a personality to them. So we met who? We met Josh. We met Feo. Mm-hmm. And then Feo explained to me how he got his name, and it's kind of ridiculous
2: uh josh i think just got named josh so that's cool but uh From that birth. was fun man like jim yeah. uh an uh, interesting comment in the chat uh when you were talking about ping pong uh, bts bill uh he he responded and he said wrong just I'm wrong. wrong i'm not wrong <laughs> you got got kind of again was bill sober I, think he just
1: I didn't lose a game on the Ping yeah. pong. So I beat everybody that I played. You beat me and Peter. That, yeah,
2: playing ghosts.
1: I also beat Maddie Mass. Oh, I didn't get to play Maddie.
2: Hot.
0: Yeah, he did, he was like pretty upset about it. We got to get a table cool. for wherever we can fit a table and all the new shit that I don't want to talk about because it's not for sure yet.
2: Yeah, next trip everywhere.
0: Moylan said that that score, like me and him, it's gonna be like a forever thing. The the funny thing about Peter Moylan is our games were incredibly close. Yeah. Like uh, they came down to like the final score and the rallies were long. So we're like the same exact skill. I just had a little more heart and hustle than him, I guess. Huh.
1: Yeah. Can we Me and Jake found out a lot of things about Peter Moylan. We uh, had some late much. night talks. Once you get past two AM, too like much. that's when the real stuff starts coming out.
0: You know we had two nights in a row. Two three a.m. nights in a row. That was, well, you no Trev, stuff. were you there for the Eno Saris stuff, the yeah. math stuff? I know you were there when <laughs> he came, but Eno Eno came over. And we love Eno, and he was sitting outside in in the backyard in the circle. I wasn't in the circle, but I overheard it. And at one point, Jake was there, and since Eno's a, a analytics guy and a sabermetrics guy, they were just screaming math problems at Eno, Yeah, and he was solving them. <laughs> I wasn't there for that. That but I could see that happening. I mean, I think I remember Hino's hearing a like genius. sixty-four times seven. And he know and that was like the entertainment. Just he was the math monkey of the circle. He's he's smart.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think he already put this out on his Twitter so we could we could say it. He came over to our house on a scooter from downtown and first he said he got hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like holy shit are you okay and then when he explained he's like actually I ran into car.
0: no no he's I mean <laughs> so... Eno's trying to act like it was his fault but it, it it's not entirely it's his story to tell but I don't think I think the car ran into him but he feels bad about the placement he was in he, he feels like they had no yeah, other, he's on the side. they a had lot, no other yeah. option but he did come over and say <laughs> I just got hit by a car
2: he, he feels like he didn't put the car in the best position to succeed
0: me and Moylan had to kick someone out of the house tag team that pretty well Trev, do you remember, remember that? Because right. that was actually a hilarious line by yeah. you. Because they you were, got real. There were some negative, there were some negative people real. in there. But, dude, like Jake, that. you should have heard it because Trev's playing ping pong against Moylan. And then someone at the party says, how could this be an after party when you don't even have music? And Trev's initial response was to, like, be nice about it. And you were like, hey, hey, yeah, sorry, we're working on it. And then he goes back to ping pong and he has like a, a moment of pause and he goes, but that's a pretty negative attitude and you should change it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, It's yes. like, like, hey, wait, that sucks. <laughs> and then me and Morland had to kick her out to like five minutes later. That was funny. We don't need the negativity. No,
2: I mean, why?
1: why? Did we end up playing music? Who was playing music? They, they, they played did eventually
2: like... figure out uh, getting the YouTube on the TV and pulling stuff up.
0: Who needs music? I love that.
1: Jake and Seth. We had a great time, man. Mm. That was fun. It was a lot different than our, our uh, spring training
0: trip. I'll say that. Come on. Well, we might be doing another RV trip soon.
2: We'll
0: talk Teaser. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to sleep in the RV trip, so don't worry. Okay. I actually want to buy a Sprinter van and then just take out the back row and put a like a little card table
2: in the back. I love you. Sprinter vans.
0: I think I think we should go school bus though. Okay. Did you oh, did you bigger. see the clip of uh Trev, did you see the clip of Moylan arresting Jake? <laughs> That's good. No. Oh, it's on Twitter. You need to That's find good it. Clip. Jake's so bad at leaving. You put out so much content. So I told Moylan to go carry him out of the bar. And- oh, I did see it from the watch party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so funny. I just wanna
2: thank everyone for coming.
1: <laughs> I found something I found something out about you on this trip, okay. Jake. It's that you don't mind just lying on disgusting, dirty yeah. floors. Like you'll just like plop down and lie on them. Germs are even for, if it's at the it's, airport or a, a bar that people have been yeah running. Dude, what's in and it out gonna out of do?
0: Germs know? are for worms, Trev. What's it showers do? exist? You know,
1: I think there's things it that could get be worse. Word, you know?
0: There's there's jobs out there where they stick their arm inside cows' assholes. Yeah. So I mean, what's Jake laying on the ground gonna do? Yeah, but you know, Jen, they put a. Like a plastic over. Not the best butt. of the
2: best. I've got skin. Protect
0: it. It's your largest <laughs> organ in your body. Yeah. All right. I mean, we'll end the episode there. Yeah. Uh, tune in for all the content. <laughs> I mean, uh, pray for uh, Zach, Editor Zach, yeah. because the trip ended for us. The trip did not end for him. He's got a Just lot of hard work to do. It sucks. So, you guys, thank you very much. Chris Rose.
2: Hot. The, uh, Rosie's the
0: best Jake sucks
2: Joe's Keith Ashland Big Baby David The Stand and Go Ow. We're
1: the number one Fucking show in the world